When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody and welcome to the podcast that has been watching way too much PWHL. It's the Pens and Stuff Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jim. And I'm Abby. And a lot of things happened in the last week. It's been the a PWHL lot. became official. An like official league. Yep. Go. go. They played. Go, the Winter Classic go. happened. Michigan yep. trampled Alabama. Tra- no, wait, 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 wait. No, wait, wait, wait. Didn't. It was a very. That's close not a game. trampling. That's like. That's like a sphincter clenching win, actually. They trampled them in the last three minutes they, and into overtime. The, Alabama had no chance of winning that after they tied it up. No chance. Well, I think I think you're right there. Well, no, absolutely not. Because and and it was the first game where Nick Saban felt completely out coached. So that's cool. Good. Oh my God, wow. John Harbaugh. There you go. Uh, well, Harbaugh is the best coach in the Big Ten. So you kidding what me? What else? What else happened? Well, the Penguins. The Penguins happened. They did. The Penguins happened. They won and they lost. No, they, they won and they won and they lost and they won. Well, and and Pittsburgh, <laughs> the Steelers are doing what they always do is they have to win and rely on five other people to win or lose. And they're in the playoffs. Yep. So. <laughs> what about yep. the Broncos? I think the Broncos are out. But the they Broncos beat the Chargers. But we need the Broncos to win. We do need the, br- we the, need the Broncos to come through. Who are through. they playing? Uh, the Raiders, I believe. Oh, easy. The Raiders. Well, not so much that Raiders have been playing out of their heads the last couple well, of weeks. Let me see. Let me little, see. Who is... Too little, too late. Okay, but Sorry, this ain't a football podcast, except it will be next week if Michigan wins and Pittsburgh makes the playoffs. But all that to say. <laughs> all that to say. All three of us are back. Yes. Yes. I'm not dead anymore. <laughs> Andrew got a correct score in predictions. There was a lot of stuff that happened, but let's start with the, uh, the Penguins uh, week that happened, I suppose. Four games. Um, yeah, four games. Thank you. Go ahead. Take it, Dad. Four, four games. Me. Four games. Three and three and one. Um, a- Andrew, you you did say six points out of the eight that were available, didn't you? Isn't that what you said? I said I said eight to eight, and I Are was you, almost correct. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, you said they were going to lose like three of them, I think, or something. Uh, well, like. I I thought they would lose to Boston. I thought they would lose to New York. Mm-hmm. Well, they did their best to lose to Boston. So well, they tried this is true. really hard. But but can I? Well, we'll get. I'll say that. I'll say what I have to say about the Boston game here in a minute. But uh, started out the week in uh, well against St. Louis, and um, of course Kapanen would score against us. 
Yeah, but we handled hey. we handled business there, right? Yeah, I I like to see Kasperi Kapanen, uh, you know, thriving. Yeah. Also, yes. that 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 was the score that Andrew got correct. Huh? Just uh-huh, the the St. Uh-huh. Louis. Yeah, it's forty two. I want to say something I though said about a certain youngster named Drew O'Connor. Yes, because the man has been playing out of his mind. Like, For someone who's got no mitts, or so I've heard, he's been playing very well. He has been very like you see him. He is there, yep. yeah. and and he's been exactly the type of depth scorer that the Penguins have been needing. Like in and and he he's he hasn't scored every game, but he's contributed every game. He's been like creating chances every game, and like you see him, he's making an impact. Right. Because right. sometimes those, especially those bottom line guys, you're like, oh, they were on the ice there. I didn't notice. Yeah. You know, like right. they didn't do anything. Um, right. which can be a good thing because it means they're not doing anything. Super poorly Stupid. either, but like <laughs> kind of like offensive linemen when you don't notice them, they're doing a good thing. They're doing the right, right. thing. <laughs> they're doing what they're supposed to do. They're, yeah. doing, they're doing their job. But Drew O'Connor has been noticeable in the best ways possible, and so yeah. I've been like, especially in this, not in. I mean, he scored a goal in the St. Louis game, but um, in the Washington and Boston games, he was just so so good. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you just you saw him, and he was he was the fastest skater on the ice for the penguins hands down like he was the he was the grittiest grinder he wanted that him and jansen harkins well correct okay. me if i'm wrong no, isn't hold. doc the youngest player on the penguins right now uh, one of him or pustin yeah it's pusty right now okay but uh i'm you said jansen harkins when matt nieto is back fully healthy jansen harkins should not see a lick of ice time why do you say that yes he's gritty but the man has no hands the man is is not good on his skates. This is just eye test from me. Did you watch? I don't like Jansen Harkins. You didn't watch the Boston game last night. I didn't watch the full Boston game. I watched the highlights. But but what I'm saying, there is good with Jansen Harkins, okay? But the good does not outweigh the bad. I don't disagree with you. With Harkins. I don't disagree with you. But he has, he like, I 100% agree that Nieto comes back when, when, He's healthy. When he's healthy, right? Mm-hmm. But Harkins has been that guy for this team, that gritty guy that no one else is stepping up into that role. That is why Harkins. Uh, John Ludwig. I, I like John Ludwig. They I like Zahorna him. better than Harkins. Oh, Zahorna, sw- Zahorna no, wouldn't no. take the body. Zahorna was not doing what he, he needed to do. And that's why Harkins is still here because he's willing to do yes. what the other guys Aren't yes no I yeah okay and uh John uh Ludwig did not get scratched he was injured he's on the injury report oh is he now he has, he has an upper body injury okay but but I mean he probably showed up as scratch because they didn't bring anyone up to take his spot so they just scratched him for the game and then he was reevaluated but w- what I'm saying is Harkins is not worth the juice isn't worth the squeeze with Jansen Harkins in my opinion. I mean, I, think- I, I don't disagree with you, and I don't know, because the same things that Harkins brings to the table, I think, um, oh, Vinny Henestroza brings to the table yeah, with yes. more skill. Yes. Uh, and I A fully, little bit less size and more skill. And yes. I, I don't know why they're playing Harkins over Henestroza, but I do, is- I do love what I'm seeing from Harkins the past two games. Yes, I 100% agree. And maybe... When Nieto comes back, you scratch Carter, put Hinnestroza on that fourth line, 
But play they... play play Archari, Hinestroza, and Nieto. Ustinen gets bumped to that second line, or no? Because Rust is on that second line Rust now, is isn't he? Rust. Line. Rust came back. So in the Washington then, then game. it would be Eller, OC, and Ustinen. Ustinen. That line, the Eller, OC, and and Ustinen line. Yeah. Is fire. Yeah, Ustinen. Really I, good. I, I don't care who you have to scratch. Ustinen is in the starting Pustin, lineup. Going yes, forward. he has to be. He has to. And be. if he's not, Mike Sullivan needs to be fired. Honestly, because he he's just yeah he's just very yeah. good and I don't know the do, chemistry do you, between him and O'Connor and Eller just like clicked. Do you think he's yeah. like in that Boston game? Uh, future, the future of the Penguins. Will he, he could will, be part will, of it. Will Pustin like will it? Will the next big three be like Gensel, Pustinen, and somebody else? No, I think he'll no. be more like a Brian Russ type of guy. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he he. If if the the ceiling for Pustinen, I'm trying to think of a comp here. Would I don't know because I don't want to overhype him, but I also don't want to undersell him. You know, right? So I feel like I'm trying to think of like a good solid top six guy who I'm trying. I, I can't think of anybody right now. My mind's just jumping to like maybe like a Joe Thornton type. You know, not not that right, lauded. Not, yeah, yeah, but also Thornton I think never P- won anything. I think Pustinen could could reach that kind of level, don't you? I think Pustinen Not, could be maybe, like a Sam Reinhart type of guy. There you go, Sam Reinhart, where Carter Verhege, yeah, where he has a really good, like he's got very good instincts and gets a lot of points because of the players that he's playing with. Here you go. Okay, here's okay. one, Phil Kessel. Yeah, okay. maybe not with the shot of Phil Kessel, but he can't I win mean, anything on his own. But he can he can be a piece he's a, a missing piece to a championship team. He's a okay. a role player. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, but he's I a don't great, I don't necessarily great, disagree with that. A great addition to this team. Awesome. Yeah. Another thing I want to talk about that reared its ugly head in the last few games is what is up with Ryan Graves? Oh, is is he the guy? It? He's been so bad in the Washington game and in the Boston game. Well, he scored in the Boston okay, game, which bad, was a little bad, bit of redemption. Bad how? Tell me how. Like, Defensively, he, he's been weak. Okay, he okay. let so many guys just walk right past him to score. And one of the goals in the Washington game, I think it was, actually deflected off of him. Okay. This You're is, 100% correct. This is something that uh, at the beginning of the year when I was talking with... Um, uh, Devils, Neil. Yeah, Neil. Thank you. Yep. Um, from from uh, uh, another podcast on on the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, what's the name Devil of his? State Devil of State of Mind. Devil, Devil State of Mind. That's it. Um, he was saying that when we when we got to talking about Ryan Graves, he said you will love Ryan Graves for like eighty percent of the season, mm-hmm. and the other twenty percent, he's going to drive you mad. Yeah. So this is exactly what what Neil had told us we could expect. Right. And yeah. so, and so I'm not, I'm, I guess in, in some respects you want a guy that you're paying that much to do better. Yeah. He's on know? a third pair right now, but you also, but you also understand that, that that's basically who he is. Right. And you, so. you have to give him like you, you can't, play him for the same minutes that you did when he was playing really well, which I'm, I, I appreciate Sullivan has noticed that and put him down with yeah, Chad right. so that he can get his bearings again 
and be the great defenseman that he was at the beginning of the season. For sure. Oh, I want to say I want to say something along those same lines. We noticed right last year when players were not playing well, nothing changed. Yes. That's also true. This year, players aren't playing well. They're getting scratched, i.e. Zohorna. They're getting Bumped moved down, down a line, yep. i.e. Yep. Ryan Graves. Yep. And it it must be, and this is me drawing, you know, on my little cork board, drawing lines between everything. <laughs> the general manager Dubis. is not micromanaging. Yep. This feels very much like last year, To again, football analogy, Last year we had a Jerry Jones yes. kind of guy. Yes. This year we have a Stan Kroenke kind of guy who, with the Rams, letting the the coach make all the decisions, getting in the pieces, working very well with the coach, as opposed to being like, no, I I want this guy starting third line minutes. Right, because that's what the that's what the head coach is for. You hire the coach because he knows the game. You don't well, hire the GM. Not only to that, be the coach. Not only that, but your coach knows the players. And your coach has a sixth sense about who is doing the job and who is going to make that Mm -hmm. happen. Right. And, and so, and so you need, you need that, that coach to be the coach. And I, and I don't know, I don't, I I don't know Sullivan, right. I don't know the man. Um, Love him as a coach for the most part. Um, yeah. And I think some of the frustration that we were having with Sullivan, like you said, Andrew, I think did stem from the general manager and micromanaging. And maybe, yeah. Maybe even not the general manager, maybe the president of hockey ops. That Brian Burke may have been part of the problem too. Brian Burke looked very creepy. You know, just like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like, uncollar, tie around his neck, very. Unbuttoned up, I guess. Very, no, literally very, and figuratively. Very creepy uncle. Yeah. Why uh, are we? Why are we just slamming him all of a sudden? Like no, no, Donald no, Trump. But, but what? But what I'm saying. Like, he okay, kind of looked like Donald Trump. Let's but, be but real. But what I'm saying. What wow. I'm less orange. But what I'm saying. Ah. Is, He's huge. He's <laughs> huge. What I'm saying is though that now that 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 Dubis has kind of got that hands off approach to the yeah. to the coaching anyway. Um, I think you're seeing. I think you're seeing Sullivan being able to make some, and I don't want to say drastic, but being able to make some some different make some moves. moves. Yeah. And, and again, these these aren't drastic moves. They're they're minor course corrections. They're they're sm- they're they're not like decisions that are going to blow guys out of the water. They're decisions that are are helping the team f- form an identity that's going to be very helpful going forward. And I think part of this was seen at the very beginning of the season, and we're seeing it now, when Jeff Carter was moved to the wing yes. of the fourth line, yes. which people were saying all of last year, that's what you need to do yep. because Carter's yep. older, he's slower. getting slower, and so put him with the fast guys on the fourth line. Yep. And yep. he's thriving. He is yes. doing very well. He has, he's not he has turning scored. pucks over. He has scored 200% more five goals, goals. He than he did last year. Five goals on the fourth line. Yeah. And, and I don't, I, well, a couple <laughs> of those have been uh, come on the power play. So not only on the fourth line, but, and, and he is, he's working very well with that, those bottom, not, not the, but the second tier power play, yeah. which I mean, we have 
guys who on our second who would start on any other team's first, you know, with Raquel and Rust right. or it's it's Rust, it's Letang. Rust and Riley on that second. Rust, Riley, and Latang. Yeah. yeah. Like those guys would start on any and pretty much any other team's first. Carter, Carter and Pustinen, which is a yeah. solid well, second. Pustinen looked great on that first power play too. Yeah, but now that Rusty's back, he takes it back. Look, but obviously. Since we're on the power play, can I just say this? I, I want to say this because it's something that I have had on my mind, and, and I, you've heard me say it ad nauseum on this program. Mm-hmm. Last night, yeah, Sidney Crosby, mm-hmm. game-winning goal. Yeah, power play goal. Why? Because he took a shot. Because he yep. took a shot. Yes. Shoot yep. the puck. I loved what you sent that that Vegas Golden Knights video uh, uh, from that reel from Instagram, where yes. the, what, whatever his I name don't is. Even remember. He's he's going okay. What we want to do is shoot the puck, Jack. What do we want to do? Uh, shoot the puck. When we get into the <laughs> when zone, we get into the zone, and we're on a power puck. play. What do we do? Shoot uh, the shoot the puck. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and that's but something. Feel me, man. Feel me. That's something I've been seeing that they're doing a lot more too on that power play. It's giving them success. They're actually taking shots. They're not. They're not always waiting for the pretty passing play. Right. But they're they're taking shots and even five on five. They're taking a lot more shots. Well, and this and this is the thing. Okay. Yes, they may get blocked. Yes, you know the guy might save it, but the point is shoot it. Right. And they're not taking shots just to take shots. They're taking good shots. Right. And like making good decisions. Last night before the Carter goal, because it didn't count as a power play goal, but they had just gotten off the power play. Mm -hmm. It was like three seconds after I heard the announcer say, cause I watched the highlights today cause I didn't get to watch it. That we had five shots on one power play. Oh, mm-hmm. which we would go sometimes five power plays without, without a shot. Five shots. Yeah. Five shots on a power play. Yeah. Um, and this is totally off topic. Nothing to do with the power play. Nothing to do with anything. But it was Steve Levy and Ray Ferraro on the broadcast last mm-hmm. night. Okay. Yeah. Give me them every time. Yes. yes. Give me them every time. Ray Ferraro. I mean, why do we not we, do them? I do a, I we do could, a great we Ray do, Ferraro. We could, do without, we could do without Emily Kaplan. Again, she's yes. done. She's yes, gotten please. better. She's gotten please. better. Whatever she has. She's Whatever. not. Yeah. Is her name still Emily Kaplan? Dad, why then are no, you so? She has why not gotten are you better. so hateful? <laughs> I don't like she, the way she I, bounces up her, and down. I think she's gotten. I don't more. even care about the bouncing. Her interviews are so entry level. So vanilla. entry level. Because vanilla. She's, vanilla. Yes. she's she's a beginner. She's never done this before. No, uh, she's not. She's, she's been going. She's been doing it for three years. At least three years. At for the NHL, she has years. at really? the least yeah. three years. Yeah, she's, oh, yeah. She she's been there since, since ESPN took 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 it back. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and thinking. she's on their first team. If yes. she was second or third team, you know, doing yeah. a third. Yeah, third. You're right. I forgot. I don't about care. that. But was, she's been at this for four years. I feel like ESPN just and she has not gotten any better. No, she has not. No, you're right. Um, but she could stand to move so, a little bit more. So shall we? Shall we? Don't put her on baseball. <laughs> Sorry. Shall we give Pittsburgh a grade for this week? I think we should. All right. We should do this every week. I don't know why we don't. We some haven't, days, we some haven't, weeks we do, some weeks we don't. Abigail. Was there any other games you wanted to talk about? Because I kind of wanted to talk about the Washington game. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So the oh, Washington- I thought we did talk about the good Washington game. <laughs> Not okay. really. Okay. Go I ahead. mean, I, I could we go on to, and on about the Boston game because we that talked one was about great. Ryan Graves in the Washington yeah, game. Yeah. But the same, the same problems were 
like the same problems that came up in the in the Washington game came up in the Boston game. Pittsburgh just was able to bounce back better in the Boston game. Um, but in the in that Washington game, I noticed a lot like well, okay. So Washington got the first goal and Pittsburgh did nothing to respond. Right. And then they scored two more in the first period. And I think was it three nothing going into the intermission? No, it was it was three, three one. Three one. Oh, four four one. Four one. It was four one going into the intermission, the first intermission. Oh, that's right. Because, they pulled Jari like ten minutes in, didn't they? It was three one or three nothing. Raquel scored a they, goal that got waved off because well, Crosby was off sides. And, well, they then pulled Jari they after back, the third goal. Yes, they did. And then they come back in and and uh Pittsburgh scores one. Yes. And then four seconds left. Washington scores another. another no, one. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. After the waved off goal, Washington scored one with right. like a, a minute power left. play goal. Yep. Then Rax scores, or no, Crosby scores one. No, was it Rax? It was Raquel it scored was Raquel. at 1956. Oh, I'm sorry. Chad Ruedel got the one that got waved off. Yes. Chad Ruedel scored the one that got waved off because Crosby was offsides. Raquel then scores with four seconds left in the period to make it 4 1 going into the second intermission, first intermission. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. That's what happened. But the thing that I saw in this Pittsburgh game, the problem is that we start so slow. We start so slow, and by the time that we actually find our feet, we're in a very tight spot. That's happened multiple times. Multiple, yes. Multiple times. Not just in in the Boston and, and Washington games. The difference between the two games, Pittsburgh was able to find their their groove and like fight back a lot better and i think personally that that was because of that third line and that fourth line that were looking really good and like even achari was taking the body and like making it a gritty physical game against boston and that's not what we saw in washington we didn't see them come out with any sort of force until the second period and so i think one of the major things that I, Sullivan's going to have to address is how they start games. Well, they were outshot 11 to six in the first period and then against Boston or Washington against Washington. And then they outshot Washington in the second and third 29 to 11. They were the better team for 40 minutes of that game. Yeah. They, they were just the could not team. find a way to score or to win the game. Right. Yeah. They were a better team. In both Boston and Washington. Which I was shook by because yeah. Boston's been good this year, but they came out and they were sloppy. The problem, that, I agree with you that there are, there are, that's the problem with the Penguins, but there is another problem with the Penguins that reared its head in the Boston game that we're not, we're not discussing because well, they won. Starting game. And it's the fact that we were up finishing. four to two, or I, five to two. I was five just going to mention that. Yeah. yeah. And somehow Boston. Tied it, and, and we were tied it. with eight minutes left in the game. Well, that had to do with a shorthanded goal that Chris Letang just gave Brad Marchand. That made and me that, angry. That is the problem. There's the problem. What? Well, Marchand is a beast on the back check. Which you have to be and aware of as a defenseman on a power play. Yes, you do. Yep. Yes, you do. Especially but Chris Letang. That, Chris Letang in that like five seconds was the entire team that entire third period. They get out to a yep. big lead, yep, and they get lackadaisical. They get they Stop get. Playing. They're like, "Well, we're just going to coast to this now." Yep, Nedeljkovic is going to make every save that we need him to make, yep. and he's just not. He's your backup for a reason, and that fourth goal 
that Trent Frederick scored, or no, Morgan Geek he scored, yeah, was a hundred percent on net. There's no reason. There's no one on their back door, and there's no reason you should be, you should be that flat up against your goal. Get out, take away the angle. This goalie one hundred and one. I know that, and I don't even play hockey. Yeah. Uh, I, so, like, the team just got lazy. Yeah, I noticed that, like, they were playing on their heels. They were playing to not lose. They weren't playing yep. to win. And I'm like, it was when it was four, or it was when it was five to four. Yeah. Or maybe it was after we scored the sixth goal. I was like, I'm very nervous right now because yep. this team is a team that's just trying to not let Boston score. Yep. But you can't have that mentality, no. especially not with a team as slow and kind of, iffy defensively as Pittsburgh has been, yeah. you have to always be looking for another goal, no matter how that, big your yeah, lead is. No doubt. And if we play that way, we're not going to be able to handle the big dogs in the league, the Colorados, the Vegases, the the Bostons, the Toronto, like the teams that can score well, in a drop of a hat. Yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to, I mean, the the playoffs, even if we do make it, we're going to, we're going to bow out in the first round because every team is most yeah. is good in the playoffs, yeah. and so well, I mean, right now Arizona's in the playoffs. Well, would would they? And I'm not saying they're not good, but can they score at a drop of a hat? That's here, the question. Here's, but they here's, have the firepower like this. Here's the point, and this is this is something that I learned from my high school basketball coach, which happened to also be my father, your grandfather. <laughs> um, but if we were up by ten points. He wanted to be up by 12. If he was up by 15, he wanted to be up by 17. The idea is to win the rest of the game, right? If if you're constantly trying to win the rest of the game, then you will win more games than you lose. Mm -hmm. Because your your attitude is it's 0-0. It's always 0-0. It's, it's, if you're up six to nothing in the in in the third, it's still zero zero, and you need that next goal. It's winning the moments. Yep. It's winning exactly. the, the battles on the boards. It's winning against a like it's getting on the back check and winning like blocking shots. It's it's and some, that type of winning. And some days you're going to play a team that's just flat out better than you on, yep. on that on that night, and you're not going to yep. win the game, and that's fine. I have no problem with that. But if you are not, if you are not busting your butt to win the moment. I like that to win the moments. Then you are not, you're not, you're going to lose more games than you win. Mm -hmm. And you're going to give up a lot of leads like the penguins do. And I don't, and again, I think, I think some of that is coaching, but I think most of that is leadership. Don't you? I, I think it's leadership. I think it's coaching and I think it's age. It's well, that's true. Yeah. And, and, and I agree a hundred percent. Like, and we have guys who will win the moments. You have Nolachari. I love Nolachari. I, like I think he too. was the best addition we made in the off season. Mm-hmm. Better than Eric Carlson. Yes. Right yes. now, Eric Carlson has not been playing up to his thing. And it's because like, we can't expect him to be San Jose Carlson because San Jose Carlson had the puck like 50% of the time. Well, and San Jose Carlson. Pittsburgh, Eric Carlson has the puck 15% of the time because you have Latang, you have Crosby, right. you have Malkin, right. you have guys who, have more cachet than Eric Carlson, who will demand the puck more. What well, are you going to say? Sorry. And, and they, they don't need Eric Carlson to hold the puck. 
that, no. that much. Right. Like, like no. and I think that was your point. I would like yeah. to see Eric Carlson take more shots, though. Oh, absolutely. Yes. But again, he's still trying to find out where he fits in this core that has been together for the core of the five guys that I would consider the core. Crosby, Malkin, Latang, Gensel, Russ. Those are our core guys. Mm-hmm. They've been together for about eight years now. Yep. Seven, seven years. Well, yeah, this is... Ha, yeah. Has Rust yeah. and Gensel yeah. been the guys they are now? No, but Rust and Gensel have been on the team for about five, six, seven, eight years. I can't remember when Rust became a full-time player. Rust, Rust, was, Gen- Rust, was, in, Rust was in in the 15-16. Uh, yeah. R- no, yeah, the 15-16 run. Was that his first year being yes. full-time? Yes. Okay. And then Gensel's and then Gensel first came year up the year after. the next, next year, yes. Yep. Well, he played a little bit in the 15-16 playoffs, I think. Did he not? No, no, because no, that was Sherry. Sorry, yeah, Connor Sherry. Connor Sherry. Uh, but that's our core, and he's still trying to figure out how he, he he's one year here, and he's trying to meld in yep. top line defensive men in a in a place that got these well the top three have been together for sixteen years. Do you think that's part? That's of, hard. Do you think that's part of the problem? Do you think the fact that they've been together so long is just like they're not playing for their jobs? It could be. Because I feel like Latang is our least responsible defenseman, like defensively, yeah. out of all of our defensemen. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I see it specifically in Latang, but I've seen it in moments in Gino too. Not so much in Sid. Sid plays the game the right way. Uh, but- Sid, Sid, this year Sid has, as great as he's been, he has made some Idiotic mistakes. Oh, and I've oh, I've noticed them. This made me so mad. Speaking of idiotic mistakes by Crosby, let's talk about it. Boston game. Jeremy Swayman comes out to make a save. He's completely out of the net. He's lost. He slides three feet away from the crease. Sidney Crosby has the puck behind the net. What does he do? Passes. He holds on to it. He doesn't even pass. He holds on to it until Swayman gets back in the crease, mm. and then he passes to Gensel. Gensel takes a cruddy shot. <laughs> I don't even know Plus if the shot that. hit the net. I honestly think it went wide. But, but he had it behind his net. He held on to it for like three seconds, five seconds. And, oh, that made me mad. I'm like, Sid, pass the puck. Question. As much. Pass the puck. Question. Did that make you mad? Yes. <laughs> as much frustration as we have had with this team, though, this last week was really, really good. It was very it was good. A very Outside good of week. the first period against Washington and the third period against Boston, the Boston yeah. Bruins. They have played really well, really well, really okay. well, in my opinion. So let's grade them. Yes. Let's grade them, yeah. A- Andrew, you give us your grade first. A minus. Like, Fair. I can't. We, we won Boston, so the third period didn't come back to bite us. The first period against Washington definitely bit us because we were the better team 45 minutes of that game. Yes. Agreed. And and we just couldn't. We couldn't. Couldn't over. Couldn't have Washington is a pretty decent team, and they're not going to give up a full goal lead. Pittsburgh, they would probably give up a four goal lead, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> they gave up so a I'm, three goal lead. This is true. They they did. Uh, but the Boston game, we ended up winning, so I can't. I mean, I can give them a minus for it, but I'm not going to dock them. And then the Islander, we own the Islanders this year for some reason. Uh, that is amazing Louis, to me, which is huge the, for standings. Yeah, and they've been they've been they've been Pittsburgh killers, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. Uh, like historically, uh, Bo- yeah. yeah, yeah, and the St. Louis Blues, you know, they're average, and we beat them. So, but I'm really excited that we beat the Islanders and the uh, the Bruins the way we did. Those so, and two so are a minus 
A minus from Andrew. Abigail. I would say B plus. I did not like a lot of the looks that we got, and I want better goaltending from Jari. Like those three, those three goals that Washington scored. Like I, I don't think honestly any of them were really entirely his fault. Like the there was, was one. Just there was one. I can't remember. But the Tom the, Wilson the one at others. the very beginning was kind of point yeah, blank. That's he the probably one, should have had that one. But in all honesty, why are you giving up a breakaway forty five seconds into the game? So fifty five, but yeah, <laughs> whatever. Like he's a stickler for anyways, the details. I want to see better goaltending from Jari. I fear that maybe Ned getting these starts is messing with his head a little bit. Maybe that's I, what I was going to say. I hope yeah. not. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. I I think I think Jari understands that he's not playing the way he's capable of playing, and I think Jari will. But the problem bounce. is, he is like. Outside of the Washington game, the last few starts that he's had, he has played really well. But we started Ned. Did we start him against the 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 Islanders? Uh, I right, don't know. and then I he didn't got watch that one. No, we started him against the. Did he? I can't remember. But like, we haven't. Like, I think Jar has been playing really well, and we just haven't been starting him. I think like, Jar got the, the shutout in the seven zero win against. Yes, he did the Islanders. But I think he also. Ned Ned played in the seven zero loss to Toronto, I think is what it was, and then they put Jari in, and I think that's when they made the switch from Ned to Jari again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then now since Jari had the bad game in Washington, they're switching back. They're just riding the hot goalie, which isn't necessarily bad. But but Jari, you're paying him like a starter. You have to start him. But maybe and- they're trying the tandem thing. Why do you have to start him if Ned can start half the game? Here's here's because Ned is not as good as. Jari. Ned's doing pretty well. The, the the statistics don't really bear that out. Um, because if you look at let me let me call this up here a second. As we look at uh goalie stats, let me get down here. Here we go. So um safe percentage, they're even. Uh actually Ned's slightly better. 917 to Jari's 912. Goals against Jari's a tad bit better at nine or two point five eight to Ned's two point six two. So okay, that's gonna that's gonna happen when you have two times as many starts that Jari does. Your stats are gonna be a bit uh, no 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 I, but, larger no, no. sample size. But but what I'm saying though, yes, and I and I under, and I agree. But what I'm saying is that these two guys. Um, and maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm being overly. Uh, picky, but I think what we have here are, are the same goalie. These guys are the same goalie, statistically speaking. And, and if you if you go into the deeper statistics, quality saves, um, Ned's slightly better. Go ahead, Abs. Um. Yeah, but but Jari has a point. So, well, well that, that's true. He has a goal. That's true. Um, but <laughs> not in the AHL. I I do think too that we might be entering more into a a goalie tandem era in the NHL because you see so many guys riding singular or so many teams that have ridden singular goalies and those goalies burn out like come playoff time they're nowhere to be found or vice Uh, versa I guess if you're Sergei Bobrovsky but (laughs) yes I I I think that maybe what Sully is thinking is that we could possibly have a Boston situation in which we have two goalies that really 
mesh well together, work well together, understand their roles. Like they're equally important to this organization and to, and to winning as a team. And so if that's the mindset, which I sincerely hope it is, then Jari and Ned are going to help each other get better as opposed to seeing it as a competition. And while I understand that Jari's getting paid a lot more than Ned, if they can produce equally as well, why not start him half and half? You know what I mean? I I just, I don't mind Ned getting starts if he can win games. And he has proven that he can, for the most I, part. I, I, I liked Ned Delkovich just as much as you guys, maybe a little more, and you know that. I defended him when we signed him. Yeah. But the eye test is Ned is a backup. He's not a starter in the league, and Tristan Jari is a high-end starter. And I know what the numbers say, but the eye test shows Tristan Jari is where he's supposed to be for the most part when he needs to be. The defense just stops playing as hard when Jari's in net as opposed to in the Delkovich. And that is that could be. I, I think I think that's true. I think, I think you're right. And Jari right. gets hung out to dry. Yeah. Because you yeah. look like Ned has faced a crazy amount of shots for only playing 13 games. Right. Like I I don't he's got like 400 sh- shots against him in 13 games. That's about uh, almost 35 a piece per game, maybe more. Yeah. And I don't know. So I don't know. Like, doesn't that mean the defense would be playing worse if they're letting more shots through? But then you look at Jar Jari and he's made about the, the same. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Huh? It's, it's I don't know guys. It's, it's crazy. I, I don't know. I, I, I think for, 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 for me. Okay. I'll, and I'll just say this. I think that this team, that if, if, and I'm, I still don't believe this is a playoff team yet, but if by some chance this team makes the playoffs, I like our chances. I do. I mean, I, I like, I like, let me, let me back up. I like our goaltending situation if we make it to the playoffs. I agree. Because if, yeah. if Jari goes down, I think Ned Ned is I think Ned is more capable than Casey DeSmith. Yes, unfortunately. Yeah. Yes. I I think I think I like I I like the tandem that we have we would have going into these playoffs over what we had the last time we went into the playoffs. No, and Halberg is a huge upgrade from Louis Domingue. That's all I got to say. Well, that's true. And who's our fourth guy? Joel Blomquist? Blomquist. Yeah. He's who's, awesome. Who's a real he's been really good in the AHL, his stats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's that's good. So anything else? Right. I do want to oh, say I didn't one give, thing. I didn't give my oh, give I didn't your, give my grade. Give your grade yet. and then I just want to say um, something NHL related. I, I I would say I would say that my you know, as I looked at, at what happened this this week, um, I would give them a B plus to A minus range. I, I agree with both of you. I think um, the team played well this this week. I think that, like Andrew said, I think that the 20 minutes combined of first period Washington, third period uh, Boston, um, out of the, what, uh, 240 minutes played yeah. um, was was 
you know, uh, good. The, the majority of those minutes were good minutes for the team. And they, they looked, they looked like they should be playing at the pace that they're playing. And so I'm, I'm looking, they beat St. Louis, which is a team they should have beaten. Um, they beat Boston, which in some ways I think is a team they probably shouldn't have beaten. Um, they mm-hmm. beat, they beat, uh, the Islanders, which for some reason we we have their number this year, which is which I will take because we 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 never beat them consistently in a season, um, and then and then we lost to Washington, which now I'll give you that's a team we should have beaten. I believe that's a team we should have beaten, but to mm-hmm. Andrew's point, they're they're a better team than now than they were at the beginning of the season, and so. Um, yes. Yeah. I'll I'll give them, I'll give them somewhere in that B plus plus, uh, a minus minus range, you know, um, somewhere in that, like maybe if Mm -hmm. I could go right between you two, I think that's where I'd go. Um, but yeah, good, Mm -hmm. good week. Good week for the pens. Okay. Very good. week. One thing I would like to talk about last night during the broadcast of the NHL, um, on ESPN, ESPN, um, they announced the all-stars. The okay. first sixteen from each conference, okay. all stars. Now they're Marcus do, they're, Pedersen deserves an all star nod. They're doing this fantasy, the, right? The, the, the fantasy the, draft they're doing the, thing. Well, yes, at the all star game they were. right, right. But this is just they're doing the same thing, one player per team, which uh, I I, I don't which like I hate because I hate that too. I hate that. Um, because because you know Boone Jenner's going for Columbus. Are you? Cam Talbot's going for LA. Is he really? Is he really an All Star this year? And Tom. No. Well, yeah. I mean, he's the best goalie, starting goalie in the league right now, numbers wise. But Talbot. Yeah, Tom Wilson okay. is going over Alexander Ovechkin. Which this year? <laughs> yeah, yes. I'd say yes. Yes, yes. but Boone OB Jenner. Boone, Boone Jenner is going in the Metro over Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. And that's what we get. And Matt Barzell, who's had an average season at best. Barzell has been had a pretty good year. Has he? I haven't yeah. heard anything about he's, him. He's bounced. He's he's had a quiet, not not a all star season, but a pretty good season, stats wise. And I just I think uh, one player per team just feels rough. It's it's, it's just, wrong because Robert because not every team has an all star. No, because you got Robert Thomas, Clayton Keller, Frank Vitrano, Thomas Hurdle, who's whatever, Oliver Bjorkstrand. Yeah, like you have so many better players that people want to see more. Like, yeah. yep. Like I don't, I don't want to see Travis Konechny. And now Konechny's had a really good year; he deserves it. I don't want to see that. I want to see Ovechkin. You know what I mean? From Philly, like, yeah. Like I don't, I don't want to see Sam Reinhart <laughs> at a at a at a All Star game. I want to see, I want to see Matthew Kachuk. Okay, okay. Sam Reinhart is ninth in the league in points. I'm so not saying he the, doesn't deserve it. Slander. I'm not. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve <laughs> it. But I just get frustrated because, like, I, I also Abby, the All Star games is also for fans. Yes, you want the best of the best. Yeah. And yes, maybe Ovechkin's having an off year, but he's the best of the best. Yeah. This is seriously only Crosby's sixth all-star appearance? Yeah. <sighs> but uh, How did um, that, how did that you've happen? Had, you've had Gino, who's gone. He's been injured. And he, he hasn't yeah, gone. Yeah, he hasn't gone a couple times because he was... 
Oh, that's true. injured. That's true. Okay, Matt Barzell's twenty fifth in the league in points. Robert Thomas is twentieth. So like some of these guys do deserve, but other guys like you were saying, uh, Bjorkstrand not even top fifty. So Elias Lindholm who's going to be flipped at the deadline. Yeah, like this is this is it's terrible. It's awful. It's awful because you want Drysaddle so in there too. Yeah. Oh, he'll Which he'll make he'll, he'll get make. in in fan vote. He will. He'll get in in the fan vote. He yeah. will. Yeah. He will. And so will like Willie Nylander. He'll make it in because Toronto's a ginormous market. Like yeah. Artemi listen, Panarin will make it in because it's a large market. Yeah. But it's just listen. NBA does it a hundred percent correct. Okay. Let the fans choose all of them. Yep. Yes. Let the fans choose all of them. Then do this draft that they're doing right. right. East versus West, I believe, is what they're doing. That is fun. Are they the fan? The draft is awesome. So I are they the are idea. they playing three v three or are they playing? It's three v three. Are they? Oh, they might be doing five on five. Five on five. If it's but it's the teams. fantasy draft. You get two guys and they pick and right. it, like they've one done captain it before. From the East, one captain from the West. Yeah, and then they can pick anybody out of anything. Right. So like if if Quinn Hughes gets the captaincy, he can vote Jack Hughes to be on his team, and we have the Quinn brother, the, the Hughes brothers playing, which right. is legendary. Which is awesome. That'll be so fun. You could have Sidney Crosby playing with Connor McDavid and Connor Bedard. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, it is I'll awesome. take that. I, I would but take like, that team. <laughs> but, like, having one all-star, it just loses the idea of an all-star. Who is an all-star? Like, Oliver Bergstrand is not an all-star. Boone Jenner, not an all-star. They're great players. They're awesome. But the all-star is the like, best of the best. With me doing this top, uh, top 45 list, right, that we're going to get to in a little bit, I'm looking, and, like, some of these guys who put up monster points only have two all-star appearances because they were not like you were on a team with a lot of good players. But now, but now Boone Jenner has more all-star appearances than Paul coffee. And it's like, what the heck are we doing? Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. It's it's bugged me. The, the, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Okay. More about the NHL all-star weekend will continue once it actually happens in February. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we'll, we'll get, uh, we'll return with, uh, Random crap we want to talk about uh, today in a little bit. But first, let's hear from DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to for sports betting, and they have unbelievable lines like Pittsburgh favored by one and a half goals against the Buffalo Sabres and Vancouver favored by the same amount against the New Jersey Devils. I love those bets. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.com. Net in New York, call 877 8 HOPE NY or text HOPE NY 467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gamblings. Call 888 789 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours. After issuance, see dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. 
Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. And now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, Random Crap We Want to Talk About Today. And here's your host, Andrew Augustine. All right, thank you guys. Uh, as we talked about last week, uh, I have I wanted to do this for a little bit, and I was like, why not start at the new year? So we have the top twenty, top forty-five players of the last forty-five years from '79 when the NHL merged with the WHL, and uh, and uh, we're just gonna go from here. It's uh, basically it's very scientific. Uh, I have taken uh, points. I've taken personal awards. I've taken Stanley Cups. I've taken playoff appearances. I've taken how many teams you played on and just combined them all, weighted them differently. And then we have this piled mess, as you guys can see on your screen. People at home, you can't see it, but you can check out it out on the website. Um, I, I did a lot of work on this. I'm very proud of it, but uh, please don't rip me to shreds. I'll only rip you into like... A couple Abby and Abby and Jim can <laughs> rip me into shreds because that's their job. Um, but you guys get to hear the first five on the list from 45 to 41. It's uh, mostly guys who have played in the last 20 years here on the bottom. Uh, gotcha. It is all guys who have played in the last 20 years. Uh, but with that being said, number 45, do we have any guesses? No. Number 45. I have no, I have no frame of 45. reference for where you're starting. So maybe for the Phil next Kessel. one. Phil Kessel. Ooh. Oh, wait, I do have honorable mentions, and Phil is one of them. Phil Kessel <laughs> is an honorable mention. Um, another honorable mention is Marc-Andre Fleury. He did not make the cut. Eric Lindros and Joe Thornton, as well as Dennis Savard, all were on the chopping mentions. block. Patrick Marlowe? Uh, because nice. all these guys in front of um, Pardon? Is Patrick Marlowe 45? Patrick Marlowe's not on the list, no. Okay, uh, so, he's not even an honorable mention? So, so no. legend? So let me, let me ask you this question. Yes. Um, so... What, how do I put this? What are you upset that Phil Kessel didn't make the list? No, no, no. What's, what's like the balance of forwards, defensemen and goalies? Uh, good question. There are, uh, I believe I have six goalies on the list. Uh, some defensemen and then mostly forwards, I believe I'm not hundred percent sure. Okay. But, uh, you will get one goalie here in, uh, in the top, this, in the bottom five, in the bottom five. Okay. So, Number twenty, number forty-five uh, is from your Pittsburgh Penguins, Chris Letang. Chris Letang made the list, um, but barely. Again, he was he was up in the air. Uh, Phil Kessel was on the list until I remembered someone that I didn't have up there and moved him way up. Not Phil Kessel, this guy way up. So, but uh, and Chris Letang was forty-four, but uh, forty-five. Chris Letang was the best defenseman on two Stanley Cup champions. He's won three, been to four. Uh, mm-hmm. He has 717 points in his career, still going, so those, those numbers may be off after last night. I'm not sure. Uh, but he averaged, uh, I did the math, he averages about 55 points per 82 games he plays. Which is so good it's for not a defenseman. But... Very good for a defenseman. Yes. Uh, uh, and as a defenseman, he has a plus 97 for his career, and that is with about 25 minutes of ice time per night over his career. He's a two-time All-Star. He should be three. Um, he's on my ballot for this year. Uh, he And he won the Masterson last year. Yes. So uh, something, and again, I told you guys, taking this into account, uh, how many times you make the playoffs with your teams that you're on, mm-hmm. 
compared to how many seasons you played, and he's made it every year since last year. Okay, the besides, Bengals have made it every year since last. besides last year. From yeah. besides last year, from 06 to 07, that's sixteen years. Okay, that's impressive. Uh, Absolutely, it's very very impressive. And so all that to make Crystal Tang my forty fifth player, edging out guys like Phil Kessel, like I said, Eric Lindros, uh, Mark Andre Fleury. People are going to be uh, mad so, at you for not adding Lindros. I'm not. What? Not that I care, but people You're are going to be mad. You don't ma- think Lindros is top 45? I do not think Lindros is top 45. A lot of I people did not think, think so he's either. like one of the best Red Wings ever. So Okay. Lind- there are more, Lindros? There are, that, no, no, no. He's a flyer, isn't he? Yeah. I was thinking, yeah. isn't there a Lindros who played for him? No. Please cut that out. Lindholm. <laughs> for the Red Wings? Yeah. There was a Lindholm that played for the Red Wings. I don't know. Anyway, but, continue. Never Moving mind. On, this Please one, cut that out. I almost cut out. Uh, this guy, I almost cut out because he played for Michigan State for his college career. Ew. But, I didn't. but that would be three-time NHL champion Duncan Keith. Duncan Keith Duncan was a Keith Spartan? Made, uh, he was a Spartan, and he played one year for the Edmonton Oilers. So that's why he's in the Oilers jersey, just to throw you guys off. Um, but the man was the best defenseman on three Stanley Cup championship winning teams. Well, the same and team. A two-time... Well, they were different teams. There were different players on that yes, team. Yes, but I mean, Chicago. He's retired. He retired, he's retired. three years ago. He's retired. First retiree. Uh, he's and he, he also won two Norris trophies in his time in the league, plus three All-Stars and something that Chris Letang does not have, a Conn Smythe. Uh, he averaged a total of 38 points in his 17-year career per season. Not altogether. I was going to say, and, that's uh, not he, very many. <laughs> yeah. And he, the reason he's a bit lower is because he's played with two teams as opposed to sticking with one team. Uh, I did take into effect not not just because you played a lot of t- on a lot of teams knocks you, but like he chose to leave Chicago, so that's why he's. Uh, well, Chicago was kind of choosing to like lean more into the rebuild phase too. Well, yes, and he wanted out, so like that's all I'm going to say. Uh, he made the playoffs eleven times in his uh, career, which was uh, sixteen years. Like his, or 17 years, excuse me. Uh, and he averaged around 14 games per season in the playoffs. Uh, all that means that Duncan Keith is our 44th player on the list. And next up is teammate of Duncan Keith, three-time Stanley Cup champion, Jonathan, Jonathan Taves. Taves. I said Jonathan Taves. <laughs> uh, the, this man captained the Blackhawks to, again, three Stanley Cup champions, winning the Conn Smythe in their first of those three. And he's won a Selkie and a Messier. And once... Appeared in the All Star game only once. Um, I didn't realize that. Well, because Patty Kane was on that team too. But oh, yeah, I do have a question about Jonathan Taves. Is he a, yes. like? Is he retired? Retired? Um, I believe injuries have caused him to retire. I believe he is announced that because they had said last year that that would be his last year with the Blackhawks. Yeah, I think year. he retired. I think but I wasn't sure retired. if he like retired from the entire league or if he was like planning yeah. on going somewhere else. Because I wasn't sure if yeah. he was a free agent right hey, now. If he's or not. still a free agent out there, Pittsburgh should pick him up. No, we don't need Ed to be any older. <laughs> up the old age. Uh, so Jonathan Taves uh, was constantly putting up fifty points, only having three seasons where he did not have fifty, and two of those were two of his last years with the Blackhawks, where he struggled with injuries. Well, and with a very young team that couldn't do and anything. young team and COVID, so. That also, also messed true. up. Also yeah. true. Uh, Taves was one of the premier two-way forwards in his time, and if it wasn't for Patrice Bergeron and Anze Kopitar, he'd probably have three or four more Selkies. He's finished in the Selkie voting seven seasons in the top five. There you go. So, pretty cool. Why is Taves so low, you may ask? Because he only won championships 
with two other guys who are also on this list. And so that kind of goes against you if you have teammates who are on the S. Hence why Chris Letang is so low as well, because Malkin and Crosby are also on this list. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, number 42. So, 42 is, oop, I went backwards. Andre Vasilevsky. All the way at 42? The first of, all the way at 42. I mean, this is 45 uh, years. Yeah, Andre Vasilevsky has only played eight seasons, I believe, is what it is. Let me check He's here. a lot younger than I thought he was. Sorry, 10 years. Came into the league in 14-15. Uh, but then he wasn't like a full-time starter then. Uh, but right. Andre Vasilevsky personally piloted the Tampa Bay Lightning to two Stanley Cups wins. And back you to can back. argue all you want. He was the motor that drove that team. I agree. Uh, he's still very young, and he may have four or five more years, so he may move up this ladder. But he's only at 842 right now. His numbers... 20, 271 wins, 131 losses, 33 shootouts, or shutouts, excuse me, and a 240-54 goals against and a 918 save percentage. These are the lowest numbers, or the highest numbers, I guess, in goalie stats Best of all the goalies on this list. Yeah, But his postseason results will speak for himself with a 233 goals against and a 917 save percentage in 19 games played in the playoffs, or in the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. Those, those are final numbers, excuse me. I'll say I'll say this about Andre Vasilevsky. Um, yeah, when he broke he broke into he was kind of forced into service uh, in the the 2016 playoffs. Yeah, when, 15, 16. when Ben Bishop went down uh, in that I think it was the first game, first or second game against the Penguins, and and he he pushed Pittsburgh to the brink. In fact, they were, yeah. they were up in that series three games to two. And I thought Pittsburgh was done. I didn't think Pittsburgh could win two straight. And, and they wound up winning that game in, in Tampa. Uh, and then, and then of course came back and won it in, in Pittsburgh. But um, I think I watched that series with you. I think that yes, was the first series that I joined yes. you with. Before. And that was, that was incredible. Um, but Vasilevsky ever since then has been, uh, one of my, I guess I would say he's one of my favorite goaltenders um, in the league. I, I love watching him because he's he's always in the right place. He's always doing the right thing, um, mm-hmm. and and he's he's not he's not like Jari in the sense where he'll antagonize the other team. He just does his business and then skates yep. away, uh, yeah. which I like. And so yeah. I, I like I like Vasilevsky at forty two. Yeah, I'm and um I didn't even talk about his personal stats. I mean, he's got a Vesna, he's a two time All Star, and he won the Conn Smythe in the twenty twenty one season. Yep, and and uh, in his ten years playing, the Lightning have only missed the playoffs twice. There you go. So, that being said, and finally, at forty one and wrapping up today's uh, list, we have. Oops, again, backwards. Mike Madonna. I the love Mark Madonna. Mike Madonna. The one guy so far that I never saw play, Mike Madonna. Madonna played his entire career for Dallas slash Minnesota, except for the final year where he played for the Detroit Red Wings. His numbers, uh, though, are staggering. He's got 1,374 points. 461 of those are goals. 813 of those are assists. Plus, he made it to three Stanley Cup finals, but only one one in which they beat Hashik, who's further up on this list. 
98, 99, yep. and the the Buffalo Sabers. The Stanley Cup winning season, Madonna had eighty one points in seventy seven games, which led the entire team in that department. And that's saying something because he had Joe Newendike and Brett Hall on that team alongside him. Yep. So that was Mike Madonna uh, is here at forty one, and uh, yeah. Plus he had ten of his fifteen seasons where he scored over 40, 50 points, and ten seasons, or excuse me. No, 15 seasons where he put over 50 points and 10 seasons where he scored over a point per game. So, Madonna is at 41. Guys, rip it to shreds if you want. No, I, I, I got... Don't, I, I don't... Got, I think I will probably rip this to shreds once I've seen the whole thing, you know? Because I don't have any oh, point ouch. of reference. <laughs> I don't have any point of reference, you know? Or, like, maybe yeah. once we get, like, 10 or or like 15 yeah. more in where I'm like, ah, I think you could have put Taves a little higher or you could have like dropped Taves yeah. off this list entirely and put someone else on there. Not just beating up yeah. on Taves, but you know, like other players, I think yeah. moving it around. I have no issue with, with who you have here. Uh, um, nice. Okay. Yeah, I really don't. And um, I'll be interested to see who, who the other goalies you have over Vasilevsky Vezzy. are. Um but again, yeah. you know, I, I assume as we go up the list, there are going to be more and more retired guys on here. Uh, there, there are a surprising amount of retired guys. Yeah. So, so yeah, then, then we'll be able. I mean, I, and it's it's difficult to put guys who are still playing on a list like yeah. this because you don't know the like the scope of yeah their impact on the game. Yep. So I think. If I remember, I mean, I know my list very well, but uh, I believe I only have about three guys who are really young. Just because, like, it's hard to, and you could probably guess who those are, but, yeah, I have very few guys who are actually still playing. Obviously, Crosby and Ovi are on here, Malkin, but, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, some guys who just recently retired, some guys who are not, and, you know, I may be spoiling it, but... uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Cool. Well, that's the list. That's that's a good start. We'll look forward to uh, to some to some more of these. So that's yeah. Great. That was. I'm really- looking forward to t- this. I was I was tweaking it up until about an hour before we started podcasting. So, <laughs> well, that's been random crap we want to talk about today. Thank you, Andrew, for uh, putting that together for us. We look forward to next week when we hear uh, forty through. 36. 36. Yeah. So good job. We'll give you a round of applause for that for sure. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. All right. All right. So let's move on to prediction contest. Yes. Please. Um, When it wasn't a bra for me, I had a pretty decent week for Andrew. That's no, I mean, I'm bra for all of us. Right. I mean, that's, that's a good thing. So here's, here's where we're standing and, and, uh, the prediction contest as a team, all three of us together. Um, this week we went seven to 15, so a little less than 50%, which is not good. But overall, we're right at just about at 50%, 91 for 180. So a little over 50.6%. Um, so statistic or, or percentage wise jim is leading the pack 53.3% a- abby is in second with 51.7 and andrew is in third with 46.7 but 
the standings were only a point apart from first to second and another point from second to third. So we've got Andrew is <laughs> okay. Uh, Andrew has 31 points. Jim has 32 and Abby has 33 after last week. Now here's what happened. So last week, um, Detroit beat Nashville, Jim picked Nashville. So he didn't get a point, but, uh, Abby, Abby and Andrew both got a point. Andrew was very close to getting the correct score. Yes. He picked five, five. He said five to three, but it wound up being five, four overtime. Yes. Um, Um, all I'm going to say is that strategy that I did last week worked for me where I said I've picked Nashville too much and they've always That's let true. me down. That's so I true. went to, I went to Detroit and I, I tell it was a close you, one. Nashville is not a good choice in predictions. It's, they just never, they They're just never enough. do the thing. No, they never do the thing. They've been doing better, but just on those games that we predict, they never do it. Yeah, so. they, they nope. don't, they don't. Uh, the second game we picked was the St. Louis at Pittsburgh game. Andrew actually picked that game. Perfect. He said Pittsburgh would win it four to two and Pittsburgh. Olé, won four okay. To two. okay. Though, but give me credit. I said Pittsburgh four to one and I was half dead at the time when I said all these you did. things. So. Uh, and Jim Pitt picked Pittsburgh as well. So we all got a point. Andrew got uh, three for that, for that game. Give me that. Boom. And then um, Vegas at Seattle. Jim was the only one who got Seattle. Uh, he said Seattle won three to two, but they won three to nothing. So he got a point on that one. Um, Why is it that winter classics are just embarrassing? Well, it's because they're playing outside. It's just it's not embarrassing for Seattle. And not embarrassing for Seattle, but embarrassing for Vegas. No. Seattle's been meth this year. Yeah, but still. they've gotten better. Um, Montreal at Dallas was the fourth game we picked this this week. We all picked Dallas. Montreal wound up winning that game four to three. That made that was me crazy. angry. That was very sad. That and then uh, Pittsburgh at Boston. Uh, Andrew was the only one who believed that uh, Pittsburgh would win it. And they did six to five. Uh, and he got the point for that game. So um, good week 13. Um, for Andrew. For Andrew. And uh, well, it wasn't a bad week. I mean, Two, two for five. Not you're, you're still in last place, bud. Yeah. So uh, I'm gaining ground. I'm don't, gaining ground. Slowly but surely. Don't get so full of yourself, bud. There. <laughs> I'm not full of myself. It's all good. It's all good. I mean, I'm a just full. <laughs> uh, you're full of something. Anyway. Um, so this week we Hater have, tots. we have five games this week and As here, always. here are our games. We are picking the Buffalo at Pittsburgh game for Saturday the 6th. At 7 p.m. Detroit at Anaheim Sunday the 7th at 8. Dallas at Minnesota Monday the 8th at 8 o'clock. Vancouver at the Islanders uh, the 9th, Tuesday the 9th at 7.30. And Boston at Vegas on the 11th at 10 p.m. That's going to be a late game. But, um, Abby, you are in the lead, so you get to pick first for these games. So Buffalo at Pittsburgh, who you got? I have Pittsburgh winning four to two. I always take into account. Well, never mind. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But Buffalo's been rough this year. That's about. That's about all. Buffalo I'll say. has been rough. I'm and, take- and sorry. I just want to say that my predictions at the beginning of the year, when I said Buffalo would win the cup, <laughs> super uneducated. Let's just say that Abby should not okay. gamble. It's, I should yes, not gamble. Don't gamble. It's it does not become you. Um. Second place is me. I'm going to pick Pittsburgh as well. I think they will win at five to two. Andrew, who you got? I 
believe I too. I mean, I don't believe I know. I have Pittsburgh by a score of four to three in overtime. Question mark? Question mark? Yes, in overtime. Okay. Detroit at Anaheim. This is a West Coast game on Sunday. Um, Abby, who do you have? I have Anaheim winning three to two in overtime. Nice. Nice. Now, if it goes to overtime, you and I are going to be at odds with one at another. At odds with one another. Because I, th- I picked Detroit to win this game three to two in overtime. So if it goes, if it's 2 2 at the end of 60, we are in somebody trouble. is going to get five points. Somebody's going to get only two. It's got to be me, man. We'll see. McTavish has that, that clutch air. Mason about McTavish him. is a giant B. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, who you got in this game? Which game? Anaheim, Detroit at Anaheim. Oh, Anaheim, duh. I have Detroit score three to one. Oh, I thought you said Anaheim, duh. I thought that was your choice. No, okay. no, sorry, no. Next game what? is uh, on Monday, Dallas at Minnesota. Abby, who you got? Dallas, duh. duh. <laughs> uh, four to one, Dallas four to one. <laughs> four to one. That's a copyright suit, which is waiting to happen. I've got, I've got Minnesota winning this game, believe it or not. You're ridiculous. You're insane. Kaprizov is injured. Two to one. Oh. Two to one. I'm not saying they're going to score a butt ton of scores. Can I, can I tell you something, though? But I think Minnesota wins this game 2-1. to one. Well, Ottinger's injured, too. But he's supposed to be like, coming back soon. Uh, but I will say. Will you say? They were playing. Minnesota was playing the Jets. I don't know if you saw this video or not. Cole Perfetti was talking to the, to the media, and he was mic'd up for that game. Kaprizov gets hit in the corner. Perfetti had nothing to do with it. Hartman and Perfetti go up to take a face-off. Ryan Hartman says to the mic'd up Perfetti, he's like, don't take it this the wrong way, bud, but I got to do this to you. So I'm just going to, and he high sticks him in the face <laughs> and he meant to do it. 100% intentional <laughs> says it to the hot mic. I'm going to, I'm going to high stick you or whatever. Or maybe he said it after the fact, but he, he admitted to doing it intentionally to the mic'd up Perfetti who had nothing to do with the hit on Kaprizov. He's yeah. just like, yeah, I have to do this because of what happened to Kaprizov. This is this is hockey. But this, this is, is why hockey is awesome. That is wrong. There should be disciplinary action because you're no, not supposed stop. to high hey, stick no. people. Hey, no. Hey, hey, don't pansy up. That's I'm what the PWHL pansy. is for. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Andrew, right, who you I'm got? I'm just joking. Abby's so offended right now. <laughs> Who, who you got, Andrew, in this game? I mean, I'm just joking. I know. I love the PWHL as much as you do. Uh, I have Dallas winning 4-2. to 4-2. to two. Anyways, I thought that that was funny. That is and funny. And a little bit weird that he would admit to that. Yeah, well. And that maybe probably, there should have been maybe a little bit more it is what of it is. something. It is what That's it is. That's all that okay. I was saying. Moving on to you Tuesday. You shouldn't admit if you meant to do it. Just don't. He, prob- he probably didn't know that. Perfetti was mic'd up. But they like, tell the hockey. guys they tell the guys before the game which players are mic'd up. He must have just forgotten. Tuesday, oh. seven thirty. Or he didn't Van, care. Vancouver at New York Islanders. Abby, who you got? Andrews in this game? Vancouver Canucks. Yes. Um Vancouver's coming of off a back to back in this game against the Rangers, which is gonna be a really tough game, which means that uh Thatcher's not gonna be starting for them against this in this game against the Islanders. Probably. I always take into account back to back. AC freaking so I'm going to say that the New York Islanders are going to win this game 4-3. Four 4-3, four huh? Yep. I had overtime written down, but I scratched it out. 
I um, I have I have New York Islanders winning this game as well. I love Vancouver. Four, two, two. Oh, okay. <laughs> Andrew, who you got? You're I, I'm putting all my eggs in the basket named Casey frickin' DeSmith. Okay. And I'm going to say Vancouver demolishes the New York Island gals. Mm. By a score the fisherman. of seven. Oh, nil. What? You're joking. Wow. You are drinking Drano. Okay. Moving on to the next one. We have Boston at the Vegas Golden Knights. Abby, who do you have winning this game? Vegas is also coming off a of back to back after this game. I always take into account back to back. You always take into always. account. Why are, always. Why are you giving us all your. Little because you guys already have your things written down. I don't care. It's true. I'm just letting you know. I'm defending my stance. So I'm going to say Boston's going to win this game by a score of two nothing. Although it'll be interesting because I don't even know. Aiden Hill is that their starting goaltender? Vegas. Yes. And then is who's their backup? Is it Logan Thompson? No clue. Yeah, I think so. Yes. So I mean, both of those guys are kind of average. But when you're playing with as good a defense as Vegas has, it doesn't matter. So yeah, I don't know. I would. I just think Boston's gonna win. I don't think it has anything to do with goaltending. I think it's just tiredness. So. I, I think. I think Vegas wins. I think Boston's goaltending as of late has been shaky. I think uh, whenever you and again, Vegas's goaltending is not great, but they also have, in my opinion, a better defense. I think Vegas wins this game five to two. Dang! Oh my gosh! Sorry, Andrew. um, Logan, Logan, Logan Thompson is the starter. Aiden Hill is the backup. Oh, okay, but Andrew, you so, see, you see there how I didn't go against your team this time. So quit crapping that. on me and saying that you. <laughs> I never vote for your team. I did not say that. You I did. Just said you stop, literally said that. Stop hating said, against Vancouver. Stop hating against my team is what you said. That's I what I said. My team, not my teams. Uh, my team. You also picked Pittsburgh. So. I don't hate Vancouver. I love Vancouver. They're just on a back to back, and I don't think Casey DeSmith is going to make. And it. you think the Islanders are going to be better than the? <laughs> if they're starting Sorokin. Then yeah, Sorokin is Swiss cheese. He got lit up for seven <laughs> goals against Penguins, okay. and three and again against the Penguins. Who so. do you like in this game, though, Andrew? Boston. I like Penguins. Boston, man. He always likes Boston. Boston. The Bruins, coach. man. Boston. The Bruins that everyone thought would take a step back this year, including me. Again, Every, everyone, also, guys, because they got smart pack. If you want to hear a really fun episode of our podcast. Go back to our preseason predictions for 2020-2023, where you can hear me make one of the biggest L's of a take, where I said the Boston Bruins would come, I believe, in sixth place in the Atlantic right before they went on this terrifying tear and made like got like 67 wins or something like this. Historic. And like, it was historic. It was historic. So do you have a score for this game? Sorry, I'm just saying, if you want to go, go listen to that, go... Yeah. Um, yeah, I have Boston over Vegas three to two in the overtime. All right. All right. So here's what we got for week 14. Uh, Buffalo at Pittsburgh. All of us are picking Pittsburgh. Andrew four, three in overtime. Abby four to two. Jim five to two. Detroit at Anaheim. Andrew and Jim are both taking Detroit. Andrew three to one. Jim three to two in overtime. Abby's taking Anaheim three to two in overtime. Dallas at Minnesota. Andrew and Abby are both taking Dallas four to two and four to one respectively. Jim is taking Minnesota a two to one. 
Vancouver at New York Islanders. Andrew's taking Vancouver to win by a whopping seven to nothing uh, score. Jim and Abby are both taking the Islanders. Abby four to three, Jim four to two. Boston at Vancouver. Abby and Andrew are both taking Boston. Abby at two to nothing. Uh, Andrew three to two in overtime. And Jim is taking Vegas to win that game five to two. And that, my friends, is your prediction contest for just just clarifying. Boston is playing in Vancouver against the Knights. In Vegas against the Knights. Did I say Vancouver? You said Vancouver. I apologize. <laughs> because I was just compu- I didn't know if it was like a, you know, because I don't know, a, outdoor thing for Jim Vegas. is a moron. So anyway. You're not a moron. I was just clarifying. I just make, I make mistakes too. One thing that I want to say while I'm wearing my Canada hat, for those of you who Ooh. are just listening, Ooh. I have this Canada hat. Ooh. And um, I'm wearing well, it in can't. consolation. Ooh. I'm wearing it in consolation for the kids at the World Juniors. Bro, feel, feel was, real bad about that. That was brutal. You kidding me? Uh, I mean, they should play better. They, so. I mean, yes, but also like everyone had kind of high expectations. You always have high expectations for Team Canada at the World Juniors, and you do. um, Czechia just came out and handed it to him. I man. mean, no, they they played a very good game. Like it was a very good back and forth game. But then right there, like eighteen seconds, I think it was left in the game, and they just pop it. Five whole cheese, Czechia does. And it was a, a terrible goal to let in. Mm. And um, yeah, they win the game in regulation. Which U- is just US, the U.S. is going to the gold medal game. So yeah, against Sweden, the hometown boys. So that'll be a oh, really that'll be fun. fun game. That'll be fun. Really when fun. do they play? Today. <laughs> today? Nice. Today Friday or tomorrow. For you guys. Friday. Who are listening. Friday. So I by think the, it's today. Friday. Is it Friday? By the, by the time the podcast uh, comes out, we'll know U.S. will already world. have one gold. So Yeah. You heard it here first. We're recording Friday, January 5th at 3.45 p.m. If yeah. the U.S. doesn't win, I'll be really sad. But do you know? I don't know. Prophecy, I guess. Sweden has like seven silver medals gift. in the World Juniors. They have like a ton. Maybe not seven, but they have yeah. a ton of silvers in the World cool. Juniors. Yeah. All right. But all right. for those of you who watch international hockey. Thank you guys so much for listening to this explosive and entertaining episode of the Pens and Stuff podcast. It's not normally like this, so don't get your hopes up. Uh, uh, come back next week where we will be uh, also getting you know uh, 40 through 36 of my top 40 in the last 45 in the last 45 Uh, until next time I'm Andrew I'm Jim and I'm Abby let's go Pens let's go Penguins let's freaking go also make sure to leave a rating review on Apple Podcast please thank you please and thank you PWHL PWHL yeah, that's also electric. They, They're they so sick. The women are so fast. much 